Previously on the game of Rassilon. You followed the Fatalist's last signal and it has brought you here, to this moment, June 30th, 1908. The screen crackles into life and on your display in front of you, you see a face you haven't seen in some time. It's Captain Greg Kinnear. Look, I know I told you I would help you with your thing and I told I will, but this is the moment where maybe not right now. Oh, so you don't want help saving an entire planet. No, I would love help if you have help, sorry. So the good news is you are able to kind of pull the asteroid from its current trajectory and kind of fling it out into the cold depths of space. Uh, there is a sudden burst of temporal energy that hits the TARDIS like a like a tsunami. So the bad news is this this temporal shockwave is going to it's going to hit the Earth uh, in an area in Siberia that is going to cause a blast uh, of about 812 square miles. This is actually a recorded historical event. Uh, the Tunguska event. Bill Pullman uh, looks at the ship and he says, we we were sent to look for you. The, the time agency lost contact with you, so we were sent to investigate the uh, investigate the area. You see creeping towards you what appears to be a, a wolf, except its legs are a little longer, its haunches are a little bit more muscular. It has teeth where teeth should not be. Okay, well, I have the good trait of animal friendship. Okay, Briggy. Okay, Briggy, let's come. Come with us. Come on. There is like a thin... Uh, white line suspended in midair uh, of a space-time tear. And sitting in front of that is a piece of equipment that looks very, very familiar to you, Doctor. It is the rift manipulator that was once found at the heart of Torchwood 3, the shape that emerges from the space-time rift. It is a dark. Exterminate! We are now in a conflict. So what does everyone want to do in this moment? I think you can probably take an educated guess about what this Dalek is going to do. Uh, it has a musical number prepped. Uh, what, uh, Doctor, what would you like to do in this instance? Um, I am going to throw myself in between its beam and anyone in my party because I want to protect, because I, I don't want to protect Carrie and I'll, I'm obviously very much Briggy. Uh, and so I am going to kind of like sh- use myself as a human shield. Okay, I love that. Uh, Carrie, what would you like to do? Is there anything I can throw? Because I did not clarify bringing the bat, so I don't have it. Can I, can I, as a player, say that I think that like that's part of your gear? I think it makes sense that you would have it. Yeah, I think it makes okay. sense you would have your bat. I don't, on want, you, I don't want you to not be able to play yeah. because you didn't specify something that should be in your equipment anyway. I agree okay, wholeheartedly. Great. I'm okay, happy great. for you to have your bat. Okay, great. We just we haven't played by those rules before, so I just wanted to. Cool. Awesome. Now I'll just yeah. It's something like I something I remembered that. happening in a previous episode, and thinking about it later, I'm going, "Well, I, it's it's yeah. that, didn't, that Joe didn't get to play that scene because she didn't have her bat when she should have it." So I, I, I think you. before I, I liked the oh, you're you're giving yourself this additional layer of difficulty. I think that's cool, but I definitely think in this situation it makes more sense for you to have it than not. Um, so yeah, I think you have your bat on you. What would you like to do? While the doctor is 
trying to use her body as a human shield, mm -hmm. I'm going to throw the bat because I know close combat is not good with Daleks. I don't know a lot about Daleks, but I know that. Uh, ZJ, what do you want to do in this instance? Shoot it! Shoot it, you say? Uh, let me let me double check uh, the character sheets that we made for uh, ZJ and where are they? Oh, there they are. Uh, so ZJ, sorry, I keep saying yeah. ZJ has a a squareness gun and I, the utility cube. This is where I'm going to be a stickly player too and specify that uh -huh. and note that you specified that we had great big rifles that scared people. That is in part true. One, so I'm that just is true. Going to make the creative GM two addition that I have. A cool gun, which seems to be my one move as a player of late. But yes, yes I have a cool gun, which is so yeah, I... Doctor Who-y. Uh, it's, it's a big Nerf rifle that was painted black. That's how I make it Doctor Who-y. That's almost certainly what we're doing there. Um, and I think Bill Pullman's going to do the exact same thing. He's just going to fire with his uh, space gun. We're going to say that they look kind of like assault rifles, uh, but they are actually... We're going to make them laser rifles, which I have the marksman. Their, their designation is BCG... 500 5100 which is big <laughs> big cool gun from the 51st century i dig it so i guess 50 um, 5200 sorry okay uh greg what would you like to do in this instance uh, can i do a talk do you can talk yeah absolutely talking goes first so well um, i want to do a talk do is what i'm asking like can i do a, a talk a talk do can what, i what can i call entail? the ship over to fire on the dalek while talking to the doctor uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna allow that. Okay. Um, if you're like, so the doing goes first, but while you're summoning the ship, you can also turn to the doctor. So yeah, so we'll I want to summon we'll the ship. We'll call that, to use a D&D &D term, a free action. Um, I want to call the ship to get as close as possible, potentially hover over us and shoot down where the Dalek is. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to get it to do. And then I say to the doctor, um, this isn't good. We need to close this rift. Uh, I think you and I know what we're looking at here. In order to do it, we need to get some more power to that thing. Distract the Dalek, but we have to figure out a way to open it up and push it back. I have something in my ship that can seal this. I I think because I already declared my action as a Dewey, I, I'm not going to be able to respond in this turn, but I, okay, I heard cool. him. Gotcha. Uh, you like do a little curt, like very small head, like an imp almost imperceptible head nod. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so... I think everyone else, with the exception of the Doctor, who is a doer, but is more of a react. That's more of a reactive do. It's not the Doctor um, Who; it's just Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what I need to know right now, everyone who is uh, taking an action right now, I need to know everyone's uh, coordination score. So, everyone who's fighting, <laughs> what, is, what is your coordination right now? Three. Four. Four. Two fours. Four. Fours, four, four. Karen, My... what have you got? Dosekis. Two. Beer? Mine's only a three because I took a damage to it in the last episode. All right. So uh, in terms of coordination, uh, the two time agents, uh, ZJ and Bill Pullman, get to go first. Uh, I will defer to ZJ to go first. Wait, I'm a, I'm a doer before they go. Yeah, but I thought your thing was a reactive thing when the Dalek fires, right? Uh, I mean, like, I'm moving... F I guess I guess we can say that's what hap what's happening now, so I'm moving forward, yeah. So I guess I can hold on okay. that. Okay. Um, did you... It, was there something more specific that you wanted to do with the... No, no, I thought I thought we were just holding it as an action. Sorry, I didn't understand, I didn't understand the, the order of events. Okay, no worries. Um, ZJ, uh, what are you doing with your fighting? 
Uh, as much of a big stink as I made about that rifle earlier, I think what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to pitch that Bill Pullman and Catherine Zeta-Jones have worked together to fight Daleks before. So they have mm -hmm. uh, a move called the can opener. Uh, and what Zeta-Jones does is sort of uh, gets down on one knee and fires her squareness gun at the Dalek casing to open up a gap for Bill mm. Pullman to fire into. Oh, I love that. All right, with the squareness gun, that's going to be a marksman. So go ahead and give me coordination and marksman. And let me pull up ZJ sheet because I think you have... No, I thought I gave you um, a crack shot, but apparently I did not. I rolled... Uh, uh, the dice are at 12, so I don't know if I need your help. <laughs> Weirdly, this is the first great role i've ever had and I'm that's an amazing playing role. a rando so, shooting a gun it's the most doctor that, who stuff ever i'm um, so total is 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 20 i got a 20 <laughs> uh this thing is armored but that's like a full-on yes and with the squareness gun and that's such a cool move here's what i think i want to do i think the squareness gun um, and I'm going to say maybe it's, it's due to the proximity of the, uh, of the space time rift. Maybe it's pulling power from somewhere else. Who knows? But what happens is. I'm going to say it's because I painted flames on the side of the square. <laughs> yeah. So it you goes faster. You go faster stripes. Mm -hmm. It's speed holes. It makes a hot car go faster. Okay. So you, uh, you fire your squareness gun, <laughs> expecting it to do what it usually did when you were doing the can opener, a square to open on the front of this Dalek. Um, that Bill Pullman would fire into. What happens instead is the fire squareness... Into the gap, fire into the gap, fire into the gap, fire into the gap. Sorry. Perfect teamwork, flawless. <laughs> what happens instead is that squareness, instead of just opening up the case on the front, passes all the way through the Dalek, uh, cutting this square gap right Oof. through to the other side, causing the top end of the Dalek to kind of topple forwards and land on the ground stunning it so it doesn't actually get to take its attack uh, and it kind of lands I just want to be clear uh, for the audience I didn't do the body horror there Ben just did the body <laughs> horror blame them it was not me please fill out your bingo cards now <laughs> since uh, the Dalek has been disabled can I change what my do is since my, my yeah. reaction is no longer applicable Absolutely. What would you like to do? Uh, since the Dalek has been, like, essentially stunned for a round, mm -hmm. I want to just push it into the rift again. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and give me... Uh, go ahead and give me strength and athletics, please. Okay. Okay, that is a 11. Okay, so that's going to be a no but. You okay, are able I'll to move it... Spend two, I'll spend story points and make it a, a yes but. Okay, so that takes up to yes, but you... Uh, how many, you how many points would that cost me? That would cost you one story point. Okay. Uh, so you are able to push it closer to the rift, uh, but you are having a, a, a hard time actually pushing it into the rift to kind of push it back into the space. Like it's being uh, resistant to, uh, to accept something that has been expelled from it. Okay. Um... I'm going to use just a speak to say to Greg, okay, like, okay... Let's let's do your thing. You have a plan. Let's do it. Uh, now that the doctor has moved the Dalek, do you and the Dalek is kind of semi incapacitated briefly. I mean, it can't move anymore, but it still has its plunger arm and its its egg whisk laser arm on the front. Uh, do you still want to take your attack? Uh I will. But instead of okay. throwing, I'll I'll just you know run up with a bat. You know, it's it's zombie. Uh, 
Zombieland rules, double tap. Yeah. So uh, getting rid of those extremities, I'm probably, it's probably a good idea. Can I make a pitch? Please. Yeah. My pitch is that there is an open hole in this Dalek tank, and Carrie has a bat, which means that the Dalek mutant is currently exposed yes. to the elements. Can I recommend that Carrie take her bat and just shove it down in and try to, like, smash the head of this Dalek mutant? Oh, hell oh, yeah. The, they're not just, ro- like, robots? Yeah, so no, there's, like, the a, there's like a little them? ugly squid monster inside the Dalek. Oh, yes! Oh, no. So, we don't this like this. This is a great discovery thing. for Carrie. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is the first for time Joe, Carrie apparently, that you are. Which is great. Yeah, no, it, it's me and it, it's it's yeah. real life. It's yeah. IRL. So this is the first time you're seeing the the kind of the innards of a Dalek, and usually when that happens, it's kind of an exposed kind of front plate situation, but instead we've got a Dalek that has been bisected, and as it's kind of on its side uh, laying up on, this, on the snow, you can see these kind of slimy, pinkish-purple... Uh, tentacles kind of lashing out from the from the underside. Uh, one of them, uh, one or two of them, have kind of this neat cut where they were uh, s- kind of sliced off by the squareness gun. Uh, but you can see this exposed, very vulnerable uh, squid creature kind of lashing out violently as you approach the Dalek. Is that what you'd like to hit with your bat? Yes, and I'm gonna say that Carrie is going to be trying to hold back vomit because that is disgusting. Okay. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do that attack. I'm going to go for like not a not a swing, but uh, more of that like full stabbing motion. Like if they ever have 3D effects going on in a film, and they're like, "Let's utilize this to the best that we can." <laughs> so it's like that bat through the camera action. Let's make yeah. it. Let's make it aggressive. It's it would be it's 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 a it's a Dalek trunk shot. Yeah. Uh let's go ahead and go ahead and give me strength and fighting. Okay, I really hope that next season Carrie gets an upgrade in fighting because why does she have a one? Why did we decide that she has a yeah, one? Yeah, we definitely need to tweak that because you've been you've been violent as heck. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh so uh that's you said Strength and strength and fighting, right? Yeah. Strength and fighting, yes. Uh, we get a plus two for the bat, right? You're gonna definitely gonna get a plus two for the bat. That is correct. Copy that. Oh man, I rolled a six twice. Oh. So so, what is your total roll? So we're at twelve and uh, six. Yes, yes, twelve and six. Yes. So that is uh, eighteen. That's eighteen. That is 18. Yeah. Uh, you smash that Dalek good. Uh, you basically turn it into Dalek jam as you, as you hit it with, with your, uh, with your baseball bat. And, uh, the, the limbs on the front of this Dalek kind of sag limp and the light on its eye stalk goes out as the creature within is well and truly knackered. Carrie lets out a little bit of a, a cross between a scream and relief. Not really sure what that sound is. Uh, looks back at the doctor <laughs> and states, I don't ever want to do that again. That was really gross. Yeah, that was very gross, but it was yeah, good, it, I guess. Yeah, you, did, uh, you did kill uh, a genocidal mutant creature, so... You know, win. you know, all for the right causes. Am I right? Am I right? Anyways, Greg, how are you pulling your weight? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow. That's a great question. As as Greg's scout ship kind of kind of hovers uh, uh, about twenty feet above you as it as it comes in for the approach. All right, Greg. Uh, I I think I can reverse the polarity of the neutron flow and direct the energy from this Dalek's tank into this device to give you the charge you need to do what you need to do. But I'm just going to let you know right now that I don't trust you. And if you do something bad with this rift generator, I'm just going to say there's a whole family in mirrors and elevator shafts and all those things that wish they hadn't crossed me. And I, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be a lot kinder, but I have limits. So I'm going to trust you because I owe you one. And you seem to have an idea of what this rift should do. So I'm gonna help you. Are you done yeah. telling me how much you don't trust me so we can actually do something? I just I just want to put it out there so that it's on the record. Alright, and then look, so on I'm my gonna... ship. Look, on my ship, I have a device that I tried to use to implode a star once to protect all of the other planets around it. If we can get that inside of this rift. But here is the only thing. It requires so much power, I couldn't even use it at the time. I don't think the Dalek's gonna be enough. We need to make sure that we can get this into the rift. And set it off. We need more power, as much power as possible, to this manipulator in order to do that. I don't have that power. Do you? What kind of power source do you think we need for it? More than I have on my ship? More than that Dalek has? I don't know. Is there Bill... enough in my TARDIS? Sorry, Bill? Yeah, Bill Bill Poulton slowly raises his hand. I, the, the doctor points at Bill when he raises his hand and goes, yes, Bill. And, like, she's not even looking at him, but <laughs> it's that way that, like, a teacher would when, like, a student raises their hand in the classroom. She goes, yes, yeah. yes, Mr. Paxton, you have a, Sorry, Mr. Pullman, you have a thought. I, I, I'm so tired of being confused with that other time agent. Um, You have a TARDIS. I mean, I don't... Greg, can we, can we use... Power from, from a TARDIS to, to accomplish that goal? I don't know. I've never tried. If you can somehow hook up the, the the engine of the TARDIS directly to... We need some sort of converter to make sure it doesn't blow. But if we can hook it up in a way that the power transfers back and forth enough, it might give the power we need to get the device inside of the Rift. You guys just need car cables. Like, you Jump know, you a cable. Wait! Yes. Wait! I reach into my pocket! How does the uh, resourceful pockets work? I gotta get uh, doubles. You need to roll. Yeah, you need to roll doubles. Yeah. I pull out the third part of that biscuit, and I'm like, I was hungry. Continue. <laughs> I have something. I have an idea, and just let me have this for a second. Um, I think that I bring my TARDIS to the rift area, so like okay. whatever that we'll causes do a little to time do. Jump. Yeah, and then I, you see the doctor take a few moments to like jury rig several connector cables and the the connector cable that she needs that would essentially be this version of the jumper cables is the connector cable that Travis used to use to connect his his Game Boys together. So the tar the doctor is connecting the TARDIS to to Travis's uh Game Boy connector. And she goes, Ah, oh, I hated that game, but this is actually pretty useful. And so then she hooks it in. Because that makes sense. Because it was there was yeah. a discussion that the the Game Boys were used as like controllers in the future, as yeah. like repurposed technology. So if this fifty first century tech is set up, that that should connect to it. 
Absolutely, um, yeah. We we established that way back in our first season. That's fantastic. And Greg uh, has his ship start to kind of land a little bit behind them so he can start getting out. He says, I'm going to prep everything in there. You get that power going. Get it all set up. Make sure the manipulator is firing in and opening that portal. I'll be right back. I have a question. Is there going to be any sort of shockwave or eruption or danger of this exploding? First of all, I don't know, because I tried to use this once, which is the reason I still have it, and it didn't work. I just didn't have the power for the sun. But secondly, I, I can't imagine it's meant to implode something like this, a giant power-driven power, power device. It, would, it should bring all of the energy into it rather than radiate outwards. However, the good news is the only people that's really in danger is us, because clearly this area is free of people. I look at, at uh, ZJ and Pulley. And I go, get Carrie somewhere safe. So I, I'm doing it in a way that definitely is, like, slightly superseding Carrie's consent. Like, me saying, yeah. like, I'm, I think Carrie's surprised. I, I don't want to speak for Carrie, but this is definitely not something the doctor, like, asked her ahead of time. Like, hey, is it okay if I send you away? This is very much the ninth doctor sending Rose back in time to protect her from the Daleks. So It's, it's you being raw, having... you. Like, from your perspective, you've just said goodbye to Travis, like, well, maybe an hour ago. I just watched Travis walk into a radiation chamber and yeah, almost yeah, die yeah. with his, like, other compatriot and, like, thought that I was going to have him die right in front of me. And, I'm like, this just happened. And so now I have this other companion who I care very much about, and I'm not wanting to put her in harm's way. So yeah. that that's okay, where so I'm coming from as a character. Um, so let's, let's, let's play that, then. Let's do that. Uh, I think we all know I can handle myself, and I don't know, Doctor. I think staying with you is probably the safest option. These yahoos don't know anything that's going on. Carrie, the last person that I knew who I trusted to take care of themselves walked into a radiation chamber in a reactor, and I don't know that I can keep anybody safe anymore. And he wasn't a PA. Trust me, Doctor, I have to juggle so many hats... I think I can do this. I can perhaps make a proposal that would uh, allow us to remain safe and out of the way during the rift implosion. Uh, perhaps if I were to take Carrie with me uh, 15 minutes into the future via my vortex manipulator, then we could uh, skip whatever implosive effect happens and arrive in the aftermath. It's, it's her choice. I, I shouldn't have spoken on. I should have given her the option to choose what she wants to do with her life. And whatever we do, might I recommend we do it soon? We're not on a clock, per se, but it already released a Dalek. I don't want to know what else is coming. No, you're right. Let's do this. Strength the numbers! So is she going with ZJ? Or, like, what are we doing here? It's her choice. No, I'm definitely staying. I, I don't trust time travel. And I definitely don't trust you two. I mean, Catherine we do a lot of time travel together. Um, no, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay, Doctor. I was just going to say, during my time, Catherine Zeta-Jones was not somebody trustworthy, so I'm just going to put that <laughs> oh, out there. Hurtful. Did you see her Tony performance during, you know, for a little night music? Not trustworthy. Not trustworthy. What, do you think this is some sort of entrapment? CZ, I really, really need you to take five steps back right now and just grab a weapon. ZJ, or Z ZJ, be careful. She's a little stuck on you. I'm watching you. <laughs> Carrie, like, does the, like, eye thing. 
So, okay, so describe to me using your words uh, what what is about to happen or what is currently happening. Because so Greg and the Doctor are kind of working together to do this power boost, right? How does that? What does that look like? Yes, Greg is going to, uh, in order to save time, is going to let the Doctor kind of get the power boost going, hook everything up. Uh, make sure the the beam is going while Greg gets the device from the ship that will uh, implode this and shut it. Yeah, and the doctor okay, is doctor is channeling energy from the TARDIS using the cables from uh, Travis's old Game Boy. Okay, go ahead and using uh, go ahead, Doctor, and give me uh, ingenuity and technology, uh, and I will also give you because you are using TARDIS systems. I will give you a plus two for Vortex. Okay. And I'm also going to give you a plus, an additional plus two uh, of Travis power because you are using uh, <laughs> Travis's Game Boy Link cable, and this that's a really mm. nice little moment, and I wanted to reward that. Oh, well. well, that makes it that makes it a twenty-three. Then it would have been a twenty-one. That's very good. That's a yes, and you are getting more power than you need, but not in a dangerous way. Greg, tell me what is happening right now. Uh, what I'm doing, or what's happening because of the power? Uh, let's do both. What are you doing at the moment? So the power then filters into the manipulator and uh, easily, uh, the beam is a little bit chaotic, but is firing towards the rift and you can see it visibly shake and start to widen a bit. Uh, Greg is rushing to his ship, uh, hitting a few things in the panels, preparing a few things, but also opening the back of it to get this device out, which sort of floats off the ground so you can push it, but it's, it's a spherical device. It's a bit wide. Um, okay. So he's, gonna... as he's pushing it off the ship, he's like, make sure it's big enough. I'm going to say this. This is not something that, that Greg is currently aware of. Uh, this is just for the people on the ground. So Bill is aware of this. ZJ is aware of this. Carrie is aware of this. And the Doctor is aware of this. And this is because of your your, your yes and. Um, good improv. Good job. Uh, because the, the, the power you're getting is, is more than you need, it's actually amplifying a sound from the inside of the rift. And this sound, it sounds like a woman's voice. And it is a woman saying, help me. Uh, does, does everyone hear this? Or just Everyone except you, because you're, you're on the ship, so you're not, oh, okay. you're not hearing this coming from the rift. Although, actually, I will say this, Greg. Go ahead and give me awareness and presence roll. That would be 18. Okay. Um, yet you, this is, you, you have been aware of this voice for some time. Ooh. So uh so I, I do yell out as I'm pushing over the, the noise. Like, I don't know what that is. If it was bigger than a Dalek, let's get this done. Do I recognize the voice? You do not recognize the voice. I jump through the rift. You jump through the rift? I hear a I hear someone calling out from the other side of Rift in time and space asking for help, and the rift is being opened right now. I'm gonna go try to help the person that's calling for help. Uh, I love it. Okay. Um Firstly, you are... Uh, how many story points do you have right now? Seven. You are getting one back, because that is so impulsive, and your doctor is impulsive and has insatiable curiosity, so I'm giving you that story point back, because that is that is playing to your doctor. So everyone else watches as the, as the doctor just kind of immediately jumps into this rift. So you step into this space, and it is kind of like you're in this kind of ripply, green... Uh, like green jello background space if we if, if it was if it was 70s doctor who it would be a, it would be a like a yellow screen blue screen cso effect and they would just have the other camera pointed at a bowl of jello this is this has more of kind of a ripply like almost like the texture of the the stargate 
Uh, the surface of a stargate were kind of rippling all around you and you can see this kind of pool of energy in front of you and you can see this this woman uh, from the waist up with her arm outstretched towards you and she has uh, this long hair that is flowing backward uh, like she's being pulled back and she's reaching out towards you and you look at her as she she looks at you with these eyes this this great desperation and she just says help me I reach out for her hand. Go ahead and give me a uh, strength and athletics roll. Ooh. Um, it's not terrible, but not great, because I only have a six as a base for that, and I roll a five, mm. so that's 11. Okay, so you try to to, to reach out to her, to, to, to pull her, and so there is a, there was this, there was this energy and you feel, Doctor, you feel yourself being pulled back out through the rift. She looks, she's looking at you and, and she just says, No! Greg, please! And then you are pulled back through the rift into the, the uh, Tunguska campsite. I keep trying to go towards the rift again. I think I'm like, I mean, I'm, 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 I don't need to roll if it's automatically I'm going to fail it, but I'm still trying as hard as I can to move towards it because someone needs help and I'm trying to help them now. There's, there's definitely... Uh, there's definitely kind of a repelling force, but you, but Bill, uh, Polly approaches you and he says, what, what did you see? What was in there? It's a woman. It's a woman. She needs help. And she knows Greg. Bill, and, and, and Bill just kind of looks up and he goes, Greg, uh, we've got her. And Greg is at this time pushing forward this device that, that, and it's almost near the rift. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we need to hurry up and close this thing. We can't close it. Someone's stuck inside of it. And she knows you. She's calling out for you. She wants you to help her. I don't know how the to help was... her. I don't know what to do other than close this rift. Wait, did you talk to her when you were in there? I tried. She, I got pulled away. I'm still trying to get back into it. Go, go, get her. ZJ tries to uh, put a hand uh, into the rift as well. Uh, okay. Like plants uh, her footing and reaches in. So I'm going to say ZJ does that. I'm going to say the doctor is being actively repelled. But what I want you to do, doctor, is I would love for you to give me... Uh, a coordination at coordination and strength. Okay. We're doing it all attributes today. Go ahead and give me coordination and strength. Okay. And what are your traits that you have right now? I have a lot of traits right now. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think of any that would be. I think brave is the only thing I can think of that would. And like, yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a plus two. Tough, for brave maybe. But yeah, um, I'll just take this. I'll take the brave. Um, yeah. I think also the doctor would yell to Carrie to go in the TARDIS and try to increase the energy flow coming out, like, at the console, um, because she wants to try to open the rift more so she can stabilize so she can get inside of it again. Um, okay. Uh, so go ahead and do your roll, and then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do carry for a minute. Okay, hang on. Ooh, okay, that's not bad. Um, that's a 15, because I had a okay, 9 that's good. Yeah. plus... I, I, rolled a, I rolled a 7 plus a 9. Wait, it's uh, a, sorry, not a 9. I did an 8 so plus 7, so 15. Okay, 15 is good. So Z, uh, ZJ sticks an arm in as you are able to kind of resist this repelling force. And this repelling force, it's like when you have two two batteries of uh, polar opposites and they're kind of trying to repel each other and you're kind of fighting that force, but you do it and you're able to kind of push yourself into uh, into the rift again. Uh, Carrie, uh, the Doctor has instructed you to go into the TARDIS and boost the power. Are you going to do that? Yes, my first instinct was to jump with her through the rift, uh, but no, I will absolutely... <laughs> take her advice and go go uh make make the tardis uh go to light speed 
All right, go ahead and give me... Uh, you, you run into the TARDIS and run to the console. Go ahead and give me an ingenuity and technology roll. Uh, I'm going to give you a negative two on this because you are not familiar with the TARDIS console. Right, or and you're I'm not also, as familiar with it. I'm also teching up, so... Wow. Okay, so Tech-in-ec, that's gonna that'll take you down to negative four total as well. Gosh, where's cool. Travis? Where's Travis when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in Sheffield, New Jersey. That's right. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so glad I'm lucky. Travis I, is not dead. He just went home. I rolled those Sorry. snake eyes. <laughs> what? I rolled snake eyes, but I, I'm lucky, so it, I get to reroll. Isn't okay. she lucky? That Do I get a bonus Hollywood for reliable? PA girl. Um, I will, with reliable, I'll take you back down to a negative two. Okay. Can I have the snake eyes double for my resourceful pockets just for future use? <laughs> no. Sadly, they're non transferable. <laughs> we have a total of 10 a total of 10 so you rolled uh, that to put you in a no but you're not able to boost the power but you are able to kind of stabilize the power where it is so there's going to be no power loss going forward oh, uh, the doctor and ZJ uh, are on, now on the other side of the rift Actually, can I ZJ tell you how mad I am that I already used the reverse polarity joke before we got to the point where I was actually being polarized away from something <laughs> Uh, Greg does Michael, look is EJ all the way in? No, no. Um, th my intent with um, to to clarify on that, I think ZJ sort of turns to the, the doctor and is like, uh, "I, I will try to remain uh, anchored here on the ground. You can use me as a uh, as a sort of anchor on this side." Okay. okay. Uh, Greg, you also were about to say something. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, have Greg yell at a pulley, like, "Help me with this. Get this in there. Get this in the rift." Okay, and your uh, okay, uh, Greg takes the. What does it look like? Do you think it, it kind of looks like? Uh, forgive the. We don't have the money probably for it, but like a shrunken down Death Star that's floating okay. off the ground, kind of a little bit more pointy. But uh, we're just trying to get it. I'm trying to get it halfway in, halfway out of the rift. Okay, I dig that. Um, so between the two of you, you are pushing that. We'll call it the near Death Star towards the. Uh, uh, towards the space-time rift, and we're now back on the inside of the, the rift with the Doctor, and you can see this woman again, she's kind of reaching out, uh, and she's now she's not saying help me anymore, she's just saying, Greg, please! I'm, I'm going to try again to grab her and pull her out of whatever she's being pulled into. Okay, go ahead and give me a... Uh, go ahead and give me, uh, I think, strength and coordination that we used last time. Um, because this is your second attempt at something you've already failed at before, I'm also going to give you a negative one. Okay. But I think you had for Brave, I think I gave you a plus two for that, right? Yeah. So it's going to be plus one instead. Michael. Can I assist by doing the thing I said I was going to do and stay on this side and try and be the other end of the bridge the doctor is making? Uh, yeah, if you're, you, so, so you got one, like one hand on the doctor kind of deal? Oh, so I, I, yeah, probably have, I, well, I probably have one hand on CJ and the other, or ZJ and the other hand is me trying to reach out to this woman. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to form like a human chain. Okay, chain, yeah, chain, for, so chain. for you then, <laughs> for you then, ZJ, I'd like you to roll strength and athletics. Yeah, let me see how she does, and then I can add that to mine or not. Okay. Can I pitch that Pulley is helping me with what I'm trying to do? Pulley is exactly doing exactly that exact thing. Exactly. Uh, that's 12. Do I get any bonuses for my being myself? You do. Uh, I'm going to give you a plus four. Great, 16. So you have ZJ holding like an arm into the the rift. Inside the rift you have the you have the doctor reaching out for uh for 
the woman who's kind of emerging from the space. And while, uh, tell me your role in just a moment. Um, but while that's happening, we also have Pulley and Greg Kinnear pushing the near death star into uh, in, into the rift. I want to spend story points for something else. I have a fun idea. Okay, okay let's hear it. I think that Briggy follows me into the portal and Briggy helps me pull this woman out of the thing. Oh, I love that. All right, let me bring up uh, Briggy's stat block then. Where is Briggy? Briggy. All right, there you are. All right. Oh, you're a good boy, Briggy. There you are. <sighs> Come on, There's Briggy. Your character All right. Sheet, Briggy. So there it is. Briggy is going to be doing strength and coordination because you because because Briggy's inside the rift with you. I mean, like um, I'm going to train a giant monster wolf. I need to like it has yeah. to come back to play somehow. Uh, oh, I didn't do a great roll for Briggy, but that is ten. That's fourteen, fifteen total. Sorry, sixteen total. Nice. Okay, um, now I'm going to finally so, make my roll because I never did make my roll okay. for strength and coordination. Plus two, minus one, so that takes me to a six base. Wait, seven base. Okay, so that's ten, fifteen. So between you, Briggy the Wolf, and ZJ, uh, that puts you firmly in yes territory. You are able to grab uh, this woman and uh, and stop pulling. Um, before uh, we complete that action, though, uh, what are Greg and Pulley doing at the moment? So we're trying to push the, the the object directly into the center of the the portal, right in front of the beam. Is it there? Can we say it's there? Yes, you can put that there. Yeah, so CJ, you are because your your head is still on this side of the rift. You are watching them do this. So as we get it there, the beam hits the device and it lights up and. Smaller beams shoot out from all sides, kind of like somebody trying to push a rubber band open, and it starts extending the rift, pushing it out, making it larger. That is fantastic. You do exactly that. Um, as you, inside of the rift, as you pull this woman out of this space, you can feel the space and kind of see the space kind of starting to extend and broaden, and that kind of ripply, wobbly, stargate jello effect around you is starting to dissipate and give way to this kind of endless void of uh, of, of rift space and the, you realize now the woman you are pulling up as she emerges from this space this is not a woman from the waist up she is human but from the waist down she is a great bird with massive massive wings like a like a mythological creature of old like an alchemist, and suddenly all of you, Briggy, the Doctor, ZJ's arm, you are all pulled out of the of the rift again, and this great bird emerges from the rift, screaming and screeching, and as she swoops over the campsite and begins to circle in the air above, the sky above you turns, as if from nowhere. Thunderclouds start to brew, rain starts to fall, and you can hear the distant rumble of angry thunder. You can now see clearly into this rift, and you can see, off in the distance, hundreds and thousands of tiny dots far away. More alchemists, more great birds screaming and screeching and heading towards the opening. Greg. You have a moment where it feels like every ounce of energy you had in your body leaves you. It's like you're waking up for the first time. 
You had an obsession before. Something was speaking to you, calling to you, begging you for help, driving you like obsession. And now you can think clearly for the very first time in a long time. Something had been calling out to you from the other side of this rip when you first discovered it. A week ago, after working with the Doctor to stop the asteroid, when you first landed on Tunguska and found this rift and heard this voice from the other side calling out to you, begging you for help, the task that you have been working for for the last week. Torchwood 3 in Cardiff is another temporal poaching ground for rogue time agents, just like the Universal Backlot fire in 2004. You stole the rift manipulator from Torchwood 3. You wrote in friends understood that loss that you felt when you lost Mary all that time ago. And that is whose voice you had been hearing. You had been hearing your former partner in the time agency calling out to you, begging you for help. And now that great fog in your mind, that that push, that drive, that desire is gone. And suddenly you realize as you see this great angry bird swooping overhead, as you see these storm clouds, you realize what you have done and what may be coming. Is it all the way out of the rift now, or is it coming out of still? This, 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 first, uh, this first creature, uh, this Alkanost, uh, is currently, it is, it is circling above. Sorry to clarify, are you saying that it was half Mary, half bird, or is a bird pretending to be Mary? The bird was, uh, was pretending to be Mary. It was right. using your kind of mental image of her to kind of psychically project Mary onto its top half. Out and of no character, what, is this essentially what was like this, the the whole uh, Ten Rings thing where it's like, oh, the thing you desire the most is behind this wall so the demon can get you out of it? Uh, you know what? Haven't seen it yet, but absolutely. Uh, okay. not, a, not a big spoiler because um, it's like a very early established yeah. plot point, but yeah. No matter Oops. what, no matter what, the second that Greg realizes this without even wasting, uh, he yells out cover and hits his manipulator to have the ship target the, the device mm-hmm. takes a step back and says you've got mail <laughs> uh so you're firing at the the riff manipulator now i'm firing okay. at the device i put in the hole of the riff manipulator to open it that's currently taking the energy from the manipulator and shooting mm. it into the thing all right, uh, you do. I am actually going to have you do a roll for the ship. I'm still going to have you do a coordination of marksman with a plus five, as before. 26. 26 is very, very good. Um, yeah, you hit dead on. I, I had no doubts. <laughs> you hit the near death star, and it sends out this shockwave of energy um, that ripples out towards the edges of the rift, and then pulls it closed again like an implosion and there is a a shockwave of artron energy that knocks down anyone who has not already jumped for cover uh so we're actually going to do those checks now <laughs> i'm, uh, I'm so just going to choose to fail and i got knocked down i think it's fine to the doctor because the doctor was being pulled that. out of a rift so i'm just going to take that take that hit i love that you are going to lose a point of coordination but you are going to gain a story point because that is magnificent sure. uh, so i need uh, zj uh, ZJ, Briggy, and uh, Pulley all need to do rolls. Briggy is able to take cover. Uh, Pulley, what are you doing? Well, actually, what I think you'll find I'm doing. <laughs> okay, Briggy is also like. good. Hello, I'm Pulley. <laughs> Pulley is safe. Uh, ZJ? Uh, I got a 17. That's more than safe. Uh, Greg, what did you get for your coordination in athletics? 14. 
Okay, you are good. You are safe. You did not get knocked down. Um, and I would say from within the within the TARDIS uh, carry, you actually see um, uh, some lights light up on the TARDIS as the ship is hit with that temporal energy wave. Um, it just it's just alerting you that this this event has happened outside because um, you're still at the console at the moment. What do you want to do? I have a fun idea. Go go ahead. Yeah. Um, I I run back into I, I I pick myself up and I run into the TARDIS and I look at Carrie and I. I will use whatever story points I have to use for this because I think it's so cute and fun. Uh, I, t- I grab Carrie's baseball bat and I go, Hey, Carrie, you know how I don't like it when you hit stuff? Yeah. And I take the bat and I push it down against the device that's been channeling all this like time energy towards this rift. And I'm essentially mm-hmm. charging the bat up with a little bit of this temporal energy. And then I hand it back to Carrie and I go, batter up. Oh, oh, I love it. Um, I am gonna. That is gonna be six story 100%. points. hundred percent. Of that. course it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you've just charged Carrie's bat with just raw Artron energy, um, and uh, yeah, circling in the air above. The, the the rain now is falling heavy and hard uh, as the uh, as the Alkanos kind of circles above, and it kind of looks down at where the rift was and screeches, and then takes a swoop as it swoops down towards uh, Greg's ship to attack the ship. Uh, what do you do? I am going to try to make it to my ship. I, I try to get Pulley's attention to try to run towards my ship. Okay, uh, Pulley uh, just kind of nods, and the two of you bolt for the ship um, as the Alkanost is kind of swooping down to attack it. We have the Alkanos swooping down to attack Greg's ship. That's going to be a fighting. We've got uh, we've got Pulley and Greggy running towards the ship. That's going to be a doing. Uh, what is ZJ doing? In this uh, I think ZJ is going to switch to her rifle and uh, just lay down cover fire, just kind of spray into the air to cover okay. uh, um, Greg and Bill's retreat. Perfect. So we have a fighter uh, and the Doctor and Carrie. Uh, what are you doing in this one? Um, I think that my charging Carrie's bat was like half of the do action already so I think okay. all that I really have time to do I think the doctor does the charging hands the bat to Carrie and then just starts running out of the TARDIS and the doctor okay. is going to essentially do the opposite of what she did with the um, the wolf earlier and now the doctor is going to try to make herself seem like the biggest threat right now so this thing will come after her so the doctor is like going to like make herself seem as big as possible she's going to make as much noise so the doctor is being bait and like it's okay. it's rough because she's pretty hurt at this point. But yeah, the doctor is like essentially trying to draw the Arkanoid. What's it called? The Alkanos. Alkanos away from yes. everybody else and making herself like come come at me, come at the, come at the queen. Okay. You best not miss. That's what the doctor's doing right now. Perfect. Okay, so that's going to be a doing action. And Carrie, what are you actually? I'm going to say while you're doing that, I'm going to say Briggy is going to is going to kind of take your lead because you have developed this kind of bond with this animal, and is going to run up alongside you and kind of bark at the alchemist at your at, at the alchemist at your side um, to try to amplify. So when you roll to that check, you will get advantage. So you're going to roll three dice and pick the two highest. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Briggy. But, um, so Carrie, boy. what are you doing? Briggy's the best boy. I think now with her charged. Uh, bat. Carrie is going to try to find some higher ground because this is a flying creature, so if she's going to hit it with a bat, she's got to get some air. So in terms of higher ground, you have two options. You can either run towards uh, Greg Kinnear's ship and try to climb on top of that, 
uh-huh. that's still going to be a doing action. Or the next highest object, because this area has been more or less flattened by the, the blast of the shockwave that hit it um, uh, a week ago. Uh, the other option is actually on top of the TARDIS. So you can either climb on top, try to climb on top of the TARDIS, uh, or you can try to uh, you can run for Greggy's ship. I'm just calling him Greggy now. I think in terms of logistics, it probably makes more sense for her to go on top of the TARDIS because I probably am drawing it towards us. Like mm. I don't think I would have time to run all the way over to Greg's ship. To I think I'm trying to get yeah, away from Greg's ship that. over here. So what do you want to do, Carrie? Uh, yeah, climb on top of the TARDIS. That sounds good. Perfect. All right, so I'll actually have you do that first, um, and uh, go ahead and give me coordination and athletics to climb up to the top of the TARDIS. And I'm, I am going to give you a plus two bonus for this, because I'm going to assume at some point the Doctor sent you up to change the bulb. <laughs> that was a cubby hole above the P, so I should have got the key from the <laughs> Thirteen. Total? Uh, Yes. Okay, so that puts you in uh, yes, but territory, um, which would be kind of a not an un- imperfect climb. You're not going to get up as quickly unless you want to spend that story point and take it up to a straight yes. Uh, yeah, let let's do it. Why not? You know, I've got plenty to spare. Okay, yeah. Uh, or actually, if you also want to s- want to spend two story points, you can yes and so you can climb up and ready your baseball bat if the thing swoops down. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna potentially maybe use my voice of authority for that. So, like, I, I don't know if I want to spend uh, two. Okay. Two, you know, no, that's I'm, perfect. No, that's good. I, I just, want, I wanted to give you options. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You have it. taken one of them. That's perfect. No, thank you. Okay, yeah. So you were able to climb neatly and deftly on top of the TARDIS, as you've probably done at least once before. Next, in terms of uh, doing actions, I'm actually gonna have uh, Bill Pullman and Greg Kinnear, uh, co-star Supremes. Uh, I would like you to do your roles to dash. That's going to be uh, coordination and athletics. Fifteen. I rolled a sixteen. So I would say that between the two of us, that puts us both in firmly yes territory, and you're able to make it over to the ship. Um, I'm now going to have the Doctor, uh, if you could roll with advantage, so rolling three dice instead of two, and picking the two highest. If you could roll uh, presence and... Ooh, I kind of want to make this convince because you're trying to draw attention to yourself. Okay. I know that this probably wouldn't work with animal friendship because this thing's too intelligent for that, um, but could I make a case for voice of authority? I can. I think you can definitely make a case for voice of authority. Okay, so presence, convince, and voice of authority. Is okay. Ooh, that was very good. It's uh, a, a 21. That's very, very good. Yes, you Thank are... Thank God for that advantage, because I had to roll two on the bad dice. So, that's good. <laughs> I had a six and a four yeah. on the good dice, so... Alright, so the Alkanost is uh, definitely... Uh, you pull focus away from the ship, and the Alkanost is now is now screaming uh, in your direction, kind of towards the TARDIS, towards you, towards Carrie, towards Briggy. And uh, now I have to roll for the Alkanost to attack. Just to confirm while you're rolling, the the rift is sealed now or sealing? The rift has fully sealed. Cool. The rift. Uh, the rift. The rift is all sealed. The rift. We uh, don't need no travel. Let the rift be closed right now. <laughs> so I wish, it's I actually... wish I could give you story points for that. For, for rifting with me on that. Rifting with um, me? The rift rift? Oh no! So sorry. Right now, riff, actually, riff, 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 riff is the guy in Rocky Horror who's always like upset that the if 
thought that I was. You're all fired. Man. I'm gonna do all the voices from now on. All right, let's go. Uh- <laughs> so I actually kind of whiffed it for the roll. Uh, I did a bad. That's a no for the Alkanos. The Alkanos kind of swoops down but doesn't actually hit anyone. Uh, and it's bad enough that I'm actually going to give Carrie, to use Dungeons and Dragons term, uh, uh, a, I forgot the term. It's gone. An attack, a, an attack of, opportunity. of opportunity. That's the one. Attack of opportunity. Carrie, if you want to take a swing at this thing with your baseball bat, you've got free reign to do that now. Heck yeah. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be coordination. Sorry, strength and fighting. Yeah, strength and fighting. With, for this baseball bat that has been supercharged, plus eight. Oh, nice! Oh, one, that's, one, that's wonderful. Okay, we're at uh, 20. Dingle, dongle, dang. Okay, so with this temporarily charged baseball bat, you swing at the Alkanos and hit it so hard. Everyone can see this kind of blue-red ripple of temporal Artron energy kind of radiate off of the Alkanos as, as you hit it so hard with a baseball bat that it's kind of, it recoils backward, kind of slowly pirouetting in the air before being engulfed by this temporal energy and being uh, seeming like it's evaporated but you, the Doctor can tell and Greg has seen enough time travel nonsense to be able to identify that it is being sent back to its own time and place by the temporarily charged force of that baseball bat. As Carrie watches the bird get thrown back into time, she sticks a finger out there towards the bird and says, And she's out of here! <laughs> and, like, puts a puts a flat hand up to her brow like she's staring into the sun to watch the <laughs> baseball. Like, go... <laughs> That is perfect. And as you do that, as you kind of look off into the distance, you see as quickly as it came, those those storm clouds begin to dissipate and the rainfall uh, lightens before uh, before stopping. As, and you are left with the clear skies that you had previously. As the last traces of rain hit the ground and disappear, the doctor goes, there's no crying in time travel. <laughs> and Carrie, like, points her bat towards, down towards the doctor. I, Doctor raises her hand up to high five Carrie from like, to, like, like Carrie. <laughs> yeah, like, story points for both of you. You get two story points back each. Like bat bat tap with her hand outstretched. Yeah, love it. And love it. Just like that, the Alkanost is gone. The rift is sealed, and the threat is over. Um, the one thing that you are aware of now, Doctor, and you can feel this with your with your feel the turn of the universe with your vortex. When that shockwave hit the planet, hit Tunguska in Siberia, what you now know is a week ago, uh, that energy rippled out across the surface of the planet in a mostly benign way. It just creates this kind of latticework of very, very fine temporal energy that connects up many unrelated places and points in time. That energy crackles across the surface of the planet, positively charging the planet. It will eventually settle and reverberate back through Earth's history, creating thin pathways of mostly harmless sub-ether particles connecting to each other on a global scale. Humans will be vaguely aware on a subconscious level of these pathways, and they will give them the name Ley Lines. But in certain places where the Ley Lines meet, they will become space-time rifts. Most will be too small to pose any kind of threat, though one or two of them may develop into larger concerns around, say, the turn of the 20th century, in places like, just off the top of my head, Cardiff. 
But the immediate threat, the time rift in Tunguska, the Alkanost, has been stopped. And you can breathe a sigh of relief as the world has been saved once again by the Powerpuff. No, but, sorry, I was reading the wrong notes. By the Doctor and her friends Carrie, Greg Kinnear, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Bill Paul. And a wolf named Briggy. Who's a very good boy. So you stand you stand here in the aftermath of the uh, the event that you have all just dealt with. Greg, again, clear-minded uh, for the first time in what feels like an age. So uh, Greg and, I'm assuming, Pulley uh, are off the ground now in the ship. They were going to do something with the ship. But um, Greg turns the ship over, inverted, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of comical for those of you on the ground because all the hoarding stuff is now on the ceiling and sort of <laughs> blocking yeah. part of my view. And you just see my face and you hear over the speakers, so my bad. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, but hey, thanks again for helping with the asteroid. My pleasure. I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to say we're even now. I'm going to say you and I are square. I'm good with that. Uh, hey, ZJ. Yes? Want to come aboard real fast and we'll get out of here? Yes, I thought it was very rude that you all forgot about me and the, uh, the, the conflict scene earlier. And just oh no, I'm so sorry. Me. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Catherine does like a, a, a leap into the ship that sounds like the six million dollar man because <laughs> this whole time she's been a robot and it hasn't come up, but don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Greg just says, uh, Carrie, Doc, good seeing you. I know it won't be the last time. I hope it is. <laughs> Oh, actually, can I, can I, oh, wow. Can I spend a story point to try to do something that may not work? It depends on what it is. No. Yeah. May I go to the bathroom? I don't know, may you? Um. So, <laughs> so I have resourceful pockets. I was wondering if I could ask Pulley to reach into one of my ship's drawers and use my resourceful pockets for the ship. I'll allow that. That's a little Calvin ball, but I'll take it. I'm not going to, you don't have to spend a story point for that. Okay. But That's go my for kind it. of Calvin ball. I rolled two fives. Yay! Yay! That's the first time resourceful buckets has worked for me. <laughs> Possibly ever. I know. David. Possibly ever. <laughs> Sorry. God. I'm a little mad it happened here and not when like, there was a battle. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's more fun when it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's so frustrating. So, so what do you what do you pull out? What do you need? Uh, well, I tell I tell Pulley to reach in and throw that out the hatch. I don't know. Whatever whatever, whatever CJ just jumped into. I don't know what the ship looks like. Uh, and uh, it pulls out like a, a... shoe. It's like a big shoe. Big space shoe. Uh, it's a collar for the wolf and an aluminum baseball bat. Oh, Yeah, I'll take that. That's awesome. Oh, is that a gift for me? Yep. <laughs> I still don't like you, Greg. But thank you for the gift. And uh, as we're starting to shoot away, unless there's more that you want, GM, as we're starting to shoot away just on the speakers you hear, my pleasure. I hope we all meet together sometime for dinner with friends. I hope not. Sorry, Greg. Not on the calendar. Hey, could you do me a favor, though, and maybe stop messing so much with history? It is kind of a problem. Doc, I'm going to do whatever I need to do for her. There's just something about Mary. <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! And then off you go. Shoot their ship out of the sky for the We're first time. The doctor uses a gun. So you you watch as Captain Greg Kinnear's scout ship, uh, with its payload of individuals and ramen packages, uh, shoots off into the sky, and then with a blue red burst, 
travel back to the 51st century to the time agency and now standing near the near the near the campsite uh is you doctor carrie and a wolf named briggy we transition now to the scout ship where greg kinnear and his colleagues cj and bully are on route back to the time agency i really thought we found her this time me too i i feel like we were so close it's we were being manipulated. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. Don't. Don't. Don't beat yourself up over that. I'm not beating myself up, and I don't care whose fault it is. I'm just mad that we didn't actually find her. She's wherever she is, because I didn't help her. Because I wouldn't help her, and I'm not making that mistake again. And I'm not going to fail at finding her. Now, the doctor took the egg away from me. And this was my only other play. I don't know what we're going to do, but we must find her, and then we can take care of you guys. I appreciate that. You know where in this to the end, Greg. <laughs> Thank God we know there is no end. You know... I think I recognize that Dalek. Do you remember that job we did back on Xenon? The first I think time? The first time. I think that Dalek is from our past. And if that Dalek was from our past, maybe we can, if we can find another rift, another way to open a gap in time. I don't know, maybe there's some kind of psychic link? I don't think that was just the Alkanos. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's something else we can do. Okay. Start searching for mass events but of course let's do it time agency are going to regret kicking us out well or we just reform it from the inside oh that old chestnut it's a classic they won't know the difference the TARDIS materializes on a distant world orbiting a far-off sun at a point way off into the future. And you can already hear on the intercom, on the scanner, the howl of lone wolves outside mourning the loss, the sudden loss of a member of their pack. The doctor steps out of the TARDIS wearing what was intended to be a cool dog like wolf collar but instead looks like a cool punky spiky collar that doctor's wearing uh and she has it around her neck and oh, I, think, I think she has it and she has bricky on a leash and then she mm-hmm. unhooks that collar and says all right all right boy you've been very good and you've been very helpful but it seems like your family misses you so maybe make maybe go make the day uh briggy takes uh a couple of uh hesitant steps forward before turning back and looking at you and letting out a happy bark before turning forward again and running off towards the howling wolf pack uh, in that happy, hoppy, jumpy way that dogs do sometimes. And you watch as the pack welcomes Briggy back into the fold. Uh, There is some playful yipping and barking and uh, biting of ankles. 
with those horrible teeth. Um, and then they, they, they all look at you. And they, with the exception of Briggy, who's, you can see kind of this, with your, with your animal friendship and the bond that you've, you've formed, you can see that Briggy's going to be sad, to, sad to watch you go, but is glad to be with their family again. All of the other wolves look at you with this very stoic look of thanks before they turn around, run off into the forest, into the moonlight. Docker turns to Carrie and says, I- I'm sorry if I upset you when I tried to send you away earlier. I... It was really hard. I was watching Travis die in front of me. And I've lost a lot of people over the years. And, you know, this was all fun and games when you first joined us, but things get scary and things get dangerous. And you matter a lot to me, Carrie. And I'm, I'm a lot less breakable than you are. I understand your fear, Doctor. And I know I'm not exactly Travis. And I can't compare with him. But just between us two ladies here, I've got titanium cojones. And I promise you I'm a lot tougher than I appear to be. But I really do appreciate the care. It's much more than I've had in the past. I will ask that facehugger-type creatures really not my forte, you know, that, that, that was like, whoa, with the little feet. <gasps> oh, the Dalek in the, yeah, those, yeah, they, yeah, they're, yeah. T- they're like my worst enemy. So you're right. like, we do not get along. Like, we're not cool. If that's a, like, like, I'm try like, I've tried to reason with, they're, they're not nice. Um, so don't worry about that. Like I've, I've, I've been literally inside one that, which sounds different when I'm saying it out loud. I've, I've been, uh, but they're bad. Yeah, they're they're jerks. You know, it's it's going to be dangerous no matter what. That's what life is, right? And this is much better than a set. At least these adventures are real. And I think little Carrie would be pretty excited about that. I will say one thing, however. I mean, these gifts that Greg gave us are, are really great. But do is there like a, a Paul blocking thing in the TARDIS? Because he's he's... I love chaos. I know you love chaos, but uh, he mm. <laughs> and like Carrie just like like makes all those huffing noises and just like moves her hands in like different formations. <laughs> um, I mean, like uh, people who need help, I help them, and and you know he did actually help. I'm not saying you're not wrong to feel the way you do, but he's not that bad. I mean, he helped. Uh, and the doctor just trails off and walks into the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. And then Carrie just go- the doctor just looks at Carrie and goes, "All right, I think we've earned it. Anywhere in space and time you want to go, and please do not say Toontown." Oh no, I learned my lesson the hard way with that. I just kept sketching that giraffe. I just really wanted to make that giraffe happen, and it just was not happening. <laughs> but well, that's what I admire about you, Carrie. You always try to make it happen anyway. Is there a randomizer button, Doctor? Oh! Oh, there's a randomizer. 
And as the doctor slams her hand on the randomizer, the TARDIS slowly, with the sound rising and falling of ancient engines, fades away as they dash off to further adventures. But next time on the game of Rassilon, their last. See you on Doctor Who Day. We can all get caught in this talk soup for hours, but let's just go ahead and do the thing that has to be done. Bill says, Chicago! And then they they head towards the tent. Stole my gag. I was going to have Zeta Jones cock her rifle and go, Chicago. Can I I ask a question? Was Bill Pullman chosen on purpose because of the Torchwood tie-in? No. No? no? Michael chose the names. No. I didn't even remember he was in Torchwood, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I well, it, I call it sure a is a miracle film. of a day. All right, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, <laughs> what a season. Children of Earth are going to feel that in the morning. All right. Come on, everybody. Let's autofocus. <laughs> all right. Calm down, Casper. All right. Let's get on with this. Let's, uh... All right. Yeah, I, so, I, I mean, uh... Y'all are getting upset, but this is as good as it gets. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this what's conversation's what is... been a twister. Uh, no. uh, that's Paxton. Yeah, I don't care. But you know what? You're right. You're right. This 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 game has some pretty big fealty to it. All right, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, so describe or to frailty? me what is, is it called frailty or fe- frailty? Right, that's the demon hunter movie. All right, anyway. I'm gonna doze off, and while you were sleeping, a game. <laughs> oh, God. All right.